0: Blow out the candles, bundle clothes and book boxes to distribute weight, sew souvenirs in shoe boxes and pass once through the city, touching street lamps for luck. No sequels, no remakes, just a cult fiction script, pen or envelope back. lettered sweetheart never, never sent. sent where your personage fails may legend succeed To an easy scan synopsis and guardian review embellished initials on a park bench that sit miss one wish that wishes this that friendships long, and memories deep one keeps that relevance longer One hopes to be tangled fondly in your coattails, in roomy grey and bitter gold casting reliefs so blind it lights the shadows high forget the middling and the kindling just carry forth the torch incandescent eradicable those could have been in keynote scenes or a township and flex those muscle memory maps to find the trails burn bright when left behind suffuse this scene with sunrise and cut Leaving the premises without watching the credits One hopes to be remembered fondly as a premise
1: Hello and welcome to Poetry Non-Stop I'm Patrick Widdis, and we've just heard You Will Miss Me When I Burn The lead track from the Fuse EP by Catching Shadows Featuring the words of my guest today, Wesley Freeman-Smith I've known Wes for a number of years as an event promoter, artist and supporter of artists and performers working across a range of disciplines. This is his debut release as a spoken word artist and I asked him how the opening track and the whole project came about.
0: Um, yeah, I guess there's two layers to it. Um, there's the musical element and the, the written element. It was kind of composed... Uh, separately, so the the words were written a few years ago. Actually, leaving uh, when I was just about to leave Cambridge, uh, so it was kind of a a track about uh, I, I mean, a, a poem about uh, my feelings of nostalgia uh, and a sort of living nostalgia. Sort of, you know, you're you're in a place, but you've mentally left it, and you're coming to terms with that in some way. And then I think musically, um, it came about through a collaborative project that I've just started, well, mm. that I've, I've been doing with, uh, with some friends. And yeah, I think uh, musically it came from my friend uh, Anna Shushu, who composed the music. She, uh, so we, we had a, a sort of jam session, I guess, and those words seemed to fit the sound she was making. So um, yeah, it came up in terms of the, the track, as you hear it, it came about organically that way.
1: I see. And uh, what's that, the first one you uh, did? Because there's five altogether on the EPs? Um, well, four, actually, four. on the four.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, it was, uh, I guess, the first one on... Yeah, that, it's all kind of in, in roughly the order that they were uh, recorded. So, yeah, This. I mean, this particular... I, this particular collection of songs or, or tracks—I don't know what you call them, really—soundscapes uh, or <laughs> whatever you call them—it uh, it came about through, um, I think, collaborating with uh, my my friend who I just mentioned, and at the simultaneously, I also had a, a kind of creative relationship with somebody else with uh, with uh, Teresa Elflein, who I think mm-hmm. you know as yes. well. Um, so we've been working on our little project, and then I started this other little project, and um, yeah, I, I guess I kind of combined the two eventually, so we were all working on this, this, uh, these four uh, pieces, which is quite, yeah, it's quite nice that it came together in the end, uh, across long distance, actually, so yeah
1: so you're sending recordings back and forth sort of thing
0: yeah I think so I mean um so uh for Anna Shushu she kind of recorded everything um up front almost um and sent it over to me and then got very busy with her own practice so I continued working on it we had sort of a, a kind of uh she started it I did the middle bit and then Teresa kind of finished it off really right um so it was kind of passing the parcel more than uh back and forth um for this for, the, for these particular tracks um so yeah, I uh, as I say, uh, Anna she she became quite busy with her own uh, musical projects. I believe she's putting out a record shortly. Um, so yeah, I just had all this stuff that I was continuing working on and uh, took it to Teresa, and then we passed it back and forth in terms of production and uh, sort of layering of uh, vocals and you know different uh, yeah. yeah different uh, pre- presentation styles um, and sort of delivery styles, I guess.
1: So once you started putting it to music, um, did that change how you felt about the poetry, and did you rewrite anything?
0: Um, well, uh, the, I think the first track was the only one that was pre-written. Well, the first and second tracks were the only ones that were pre-written, um, and I felt that they were important to um, keep as they are uh, because they're almost uh, they're almost sort of mirror mirror images of each other. Um, so I felt like that was. They were kind of already established, and I was just finding uh, sort of little nooks and crannies in the sound to to you know the, the sound architecture to to hang them on. So yeah, it was kind of important that they that I just kind of worked with the music um, mm-hmm. rather than against it. Um, and the second uh, the the other tracks on the record, I guess they were written they were actually written for the music. Uh, so it was interesting as a contrast to writing on my own to actually be writing um in, in response to uh, existing medium or an existing right. media so
1: yeah um i, I do think
0: uh, anna was influenced to any extent by what you were writing i think so i like to think so anyway i mean uh, i she we we lived together in in uh, leipzig and um i played her a lot of, i read her a lot of stuff and we obviously obviously, you know, she rehearsed and recorded in her room. So often, you know, the middle of the night was just a. Mm. I, I, I think I was influenced by the way she plays. And um, her, I think that, yeah, I mean, I shared a lot of my material with her, I guess. So, mm. uh, yeah, I believe that she was I hope that she was writing in response to that. Either that or she just got a new synthesizer and wanted to try it out. I'm not sure. Okay, so <laughs> One um, of the two.
1: How did you end up in Leipzig?
0: I don't know a long story really. Um I had been travelling. Uh I uh, I was uh, seeing somebody at the time. Uh it was going all right. Uh so I decided to go out there. See how it went. Went alright, but could have gone better. Um but yeah, I I moved there just uh, I wasn't really sure what to do at that point in my life. And I found the city once I've moved there to be a very uh yeah, it's it's a very vibrant place. Um it's a lot of people seem to describe it as like England was in the 90s so you've got very lots of kind of underground music clubs and uh sort of illicit little venues hidden in in people's lounges and stuff um you know there was a lot of uh, I I guess considering my my interests in sort of events uh and mm. musical and artistic happenings uh it was a really nice little place um to uh, there was there seemed like a lot of potential there to kind of find little uh, worlds to create little worlds there so I, I really enjoyed being there actually and um, I've known you for a few years,
1: it's mm-hmm. the first uh, poetry I've heard from you. Is it a new development or something that's been on the back burner?
0: Yeah, see, I feel like a bit of an intruder here, like, you know, I'm, I'm here on this uh, on, on your, your, your lovely poetry podcast and uh, I've we've known each other for a few years and I've mostly been putting on events and helping out at events, um, especially the, you know, I, I really enjoyed being part of the spoken word scene in Cambridge, which uh Faye, who I believe is your guest in the next episode. Uh yeah, she was she's she she sort of a very big architect of that. So um I've always been there in the background and I think I think because I was, because everybody I know is so good <laughs> uh I was just very quiet about it for a long time. So I think for the last few years I've been writing um on my own, just uh, not really sharing it with too many people apart from close friends. So Uh, This is a bit of an experiment for me. Um, uh, So, yeah, in terms of uh, sort of putting out music and various other projects that I'm doing, at the moment, where I have done it, it, it feels like I'm trying to sneak poetry in the back door. Like um, <laughs> <I'm, a> modest. <laughs> yeah, um, it's uh, you know, it's it's, it's something about uh, the sh- shared shared responsibility, I guess, when you're collaborating with people. So you know, it's it's something of a of a hey, look, I've done a project, <laughs> you know, um, and then it happens yeah. to have writing that I've done. It's it's, uh, I mean, it's also about finding the right vehicle. Um, for words I think Uh, so I I don't think that I would excel as a spoken word stage performer so it's finding things that interest me that I can incorporate words into um, I think as well so that's the more grown-up answer I guess
1: and uh this release is part of a wider project colliding lines um uh, can you tell us a bit about that
0: yeah so i mean it's slightly distinct from colliding lines um so colliding lines i guess is um the uh it's sort of a loose-knit uh collective that i i've sort of uh, run across different countries and in different (laughs) situations uh and, and we're sort of event makers and uh different artists uh, coming together on collaborative projects so I, I i guess it's a very similar thing um i would say the uh, the poetry and the music stuff comes under the name catching shadows which mm-hmm. is uh, essentially what um it, it's uh, myself and teresa uh, as a duo exchanging sort of uh, snippets of sounds and words and uh coming together to create some kind of uh experimental Meeting of the two, I, I you know, uh, it seems to be quite successful as a collaboration so far. So, we kind of cordoned it off as a separate thing to Colliding Lines, actually. So, right, right. yeah, so, so, are
1: there more releases in the pipeline?
0: Um, yeah, no, I, I'm hoping so. Um, we're, I, I'm just sort of, yeah, we're just in the process of writing uh, a, a kind of more full length album at the moment, which is just myself and Teresa. Um, so, yeah, it's a really I don't know. It's a really interesting process. I think um, just the whole thing, uh, putting putting myself out there in some way, is is a big step. Um, and I, I guess the process of writing is writing with somebody else is really, I don't know, really really interesting as a challenge and really it's really invigorating. being able to respond and and to have that level of uh, interplay between two people. I think even if it's uh, long distance as we're doing so.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, You have a seem to have a real ability for collaboration, both um, working with other artists yourself and bringing uh, people together for projects and performances. Um, uh, Where where does that come from?
0: I don't know really. I have no idea where it comes from. (laughs) I started in Cambridge putting on sort of music events and then art events, and eventually these got. Uh, these became more ambitious and I was much more interested in putting random artists in a room and saying okay right here's the here's the sort of concept uh, I think you guys will get on well together um, so it was kind of uh, I viewed what I was doing as, as as in a sense creating a stage for people to create something new um, so I really enjoyed that it, it, it felt like there was some there was some kind of satisfaction for me there in, in as well creatively so yeah I, I really enjoy that that sense of things coming together in in, in kind of spontaneous moments almost mm-hmm. and and making uh making something that is is more than the sum of two people in a room you know so whether that's a poet collaborating with a musician or um somebody you know some kind of filmic uh iteration you know there's lots of different kind of combinations you can do uh, of different artists and different mediums and I find that sort of catalyzing of of new things really invigorating and as i as I was saying with the writing it's it, it's a fantastic impetus to, to to write new stuff i think and to to create new things if you're if you're doing you know a, a specific project like a record or a installation you know these are yeah yeah
1: that uh were particularly
0: memorable. I feel like there's been uh, it's it's been a, I've been doing it quite a long time, so um, it's really hard to kind of pick a number of things. I feel like an event where um, it came together in a lot of ways for a lot of people actually was the um, the sort of spoken word and uh, music event that we did with uh, with yourself involved as well with Wooden Arms, and uh, it was a collaboration between I guess myself and my own brand with uh, Allographic, which is Faye Roberts's uh, sort of poetry imprint so we we kind of combined uh, you know it was in a lovely church in Cambridge uh, that we invited a, a number of poets, including yourself um, to yes. you, uh, to to bring their work to the stage and uh, I think across the day um, the 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 mm-hmm. band uh, sort of improvised yeah. a soundtrack to mm-hmm. it, which was really magical to watch actually um, and it felt like that was a real juncture as well. There was so many uh, people who were very um, central to my understanding of the Cambridge poetry scene at the time just all together in one place which was really lovely to, yeah, lovely to see. Yeah it
1: was an amazing atmosphere and it's wonderful when these uh, things come together like that um, yeah, but, exactly. uh it uh, must be very challenging. How do you cope with the whole logistics of getting people together and
0: um, it seemed to work, in my memory, it seemed to work really well that that time. Um, there's been a number of times when it hasn't, I guess, where it feels like um, you're, you're trying to persuade people of a concept which you're really excited about, but they're not, you know, um, so it, it depends on where the power balance is, I think. I felt like everyone was really in, into it um, and really up for the idea, which really helped, um, you know, because if, if it was just me shouting at people, like, you poets do this, you musicians do that, that's not going to work, it's... Mm it's very much because there was an innate enthusiasm of everyone involved um, to come together in that in, in, in that event um i mean there's been a number of uh, recently uh, well, sort of recently I guess uh, we've been I've been doing a series in London as well uh, called Reanimation, which is uh, more about uh, rescoring sort of old animations and uh, sort of coming up with uh, inviting artists to compose or improvise soundtracks to films, mm-hmm. um, and that feels like a, 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 a good. A collaborative model because you have a static element, which is the—I mean, static to a degree. You have the film, which is already there, you know, yeah. uh, a, a, and then al- almost infinite ways of uh, interpreting that and creating a narrative through the sound. Mm. Um, I think the, the the upcoming series that we have in London, it's um, it's really nice because I've made sure to invite a number of uh, writers into that as well. I'm still programming it, but you know, there's a number of people I'm really looking forward to. A number of spoken word artists. I'm asking to to compose a soundtrack, which will be uh, hopefully quite an interesting experience of seeing how words, you know, words and poetry can um, score something in a way and, and, and create an alternative narrative mm. to to the image. So um, that that as a structure also works really well because you're inviting somebody to do something cool. You know, they're interested in it. You know, it's it, it's allowing people the freedom to to you know to to find that interest and not being a dick about it basically or yeah. not being not being dictator- dictatorial about um, outcomes
1: yeah and actually in my experience you don't really seem to call the shots much you sort of kind of uh keep in the background almost I found, you know you just kind of let people get on and work together it's... yeah well you know you get
0: um, lovely talented people in a room and uh, sometimes it writes itself you know um, I, I think this recent project with the um, working more with sort of uh, my own actually my own spoken word material is much more uh, risky for me because mm-hmm. I'm putting myself out there in some way um, you know it's a, it's a big shift from doing from being the kind of the background guy uh, to actually being the artist in some way. Uh, so that's that's been a really interesting uh, learning process in itself, actually.
1: Um, I, I guess uh, people who are focused more on poetry, it tends to be quite um, a solitary business. So mm. um, what advice would you give to uh, those who are perhaps looking to start collaborating more?
0: Oh, I have no idea. Um, in terms of advice, um, just start doing it. I think start um, find somebody you have a good rapport with, and just see how it goes. I, I don't have any. Oh, yeah, sorry, I don't have any very uh, specific advice. Just, I think, I don't know. I think for me, it's mostly it's 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 quite rare to find that rapport with somebody who who you can bounce off of and, and, and really do something with in, in a kind of long term relationship mm. way. I think maybe if if you're a performer. Um, more of a more of a performance part I think there's a, a sort of innate musicality about what you do that would lend yourself to working with other performers who have a sort of musicality or performative yeah. element to what they do so there's you know the the, spontane, the spontaneity of jumping on a stage with somebody who's got a harp or a banjo or whatever I, I feel like there could be a, a, a kind of a chemistry in that that unplannedness of it, at least from my perspective as a as an organiser, sometimes not rehearsing is it, 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 it creates better results because everybody is very attuned to what the other person is doing. They're really listening to what's happening. Uh but in I mean in terms of sort of more long term collaboration, I, I feel like that's about that's very much about the relationship you have with that person and your friendship as well as uh, sort of artistic <laughs> uh chemistry.
1: Sure so uh you 've got a writing prompt as well. Um, can you tell us about that?
0: Yes, of course yeah, so for a writing prompt, uh, I kind of found when I was starting to write uh, or starting to share uh, right with reviewing sh- uh, of sharing my stuff in publication, I was uh, very much about responding to uh, images, uh, so i 'd find old old pictures in photographic manuals and write m- uh, micro fictions about them. Uh, so that was specifically for like a very uh, a ghost uh, ghost themed zine that I was writing. Uh, it was called Ghost by Post. Uh, so the idea was that people would just subscribe and they'd get these little haunted zines, uh, which was really fun to write. Um, but yeah, I, I'd be asking friends to send me images, and um, sometimes those images would be very incongruous with a ghost ghost story. But uh, you know, it would be trying to find a way of uh, finding that round. So I I wanted to provide uh i i i guess i provided some images uh for uh, for your listeners uh or for anyone listening who wishes to uh take part in that i guess um so just create a, a story around this image is the the writing prompt i guess
1: yes um the slightly odd images and uh, i think there's a, a lot you can uh, uh see of them in them if uh, you use your imagination yeah um and uh it was sort of um yeah, the good springboard I think for uh getting mm. ideas and just uh seeing where they take you really. Yeah. Um and um I'll share those on the website, poetry dot com and I can put them on uh, Instagram and Facebook and those places as well. And um yeah, I'm looking forward to uh trying it myself. Uh, uh, and sort of had a quick look at the pictures but um, uh, I will write a poem and uh, put it on uh, at the end of this cool. uh, program so you can hear how I got, got on.
0: Oh, I really yeah I look forward to hearing it and it's it's really interesting uh, the idea of putting something out there and just seeing what people think you know I, I love the idea of that everyone who writes something could write something will write something entirely different I think there's something really uh, special about that in terms of you know what, what creativity is and what, yeah. what, what what poetry is you know what you're
1: yeah it's, uh, it's a collaboration indirectly because you're taking uh, the image someone else has created and uh, responding to it
0: yeah exactly and if I feel like this indirect collaboration is is kind of uh, you know it's still collaboration I feel like it's still responding to something outside of yourself and that's you know it's a good way of I think changing what you know challenging yourself to write new things so
1: yeah um and uh do you have something you've written uh from these pictures yes
0: <laughs> um so from uh I guess from image number one an old faded photograph of a soldier and I found it in a charity bookshop in a book somewhere not that that helps you with the image but it's context I guess Yeah, so this, um, bearing in mind this was for a uh, series of ghost stories, uh, they all have a certain uh, macabre uh, tint to them. Faded caress of cloth on skin, cleaves like a lover no longer loved or longed for. He squirms in its embrace, Skipless heart lay dry in ribs, he has no lungs to breathe. They buried him with honours, coffin lowered, rifles fired salute his soul never fed the soil eyes no longer close they dressed him up in uniform and he can never take it off
1: mm, it's very powerful um, and um, quite simple but it says a lot Cool.
0: thank you, uh, yeah it's really nice to work with, the, it's really nice to write micro fictions, I, yes. I think I tend, I tend to find that um, i was writing a lot of stuff on my phone i guess uh which is sort of something about the the transitory uh nature or the ephemeral mm-hmm. nature of uh, writing a text message it really helped um sort of focus um or at least unfocus enough to 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 write so
1: yeah and the nice Thing about uh, these exercises is that um, any number of people could look at the same picture and write something completely different.
0: Exactly, and I'm I'm very much hoping they do. Um, uh, as I say, it's uh, slightly macabre in its focus because of the uh, the the origin was uh, ghost stories. So uh, I'm very aware that I come across as a, a as a tiny bit of a goth with these. So I'm hoping to uh, that somebody else can add some lightness to that. <laughs> Should I read another? Or? Yeah, please do. So the second image uh, is a very blurry photograph of a girl in a bed. Uh, There's not much to it. It's quite blurred. It's quite an old photograph. Um, I can't remember exactly where I found it, but I wrote this from it. She walks the hallways, dressed the grey of smoke trails. Sympathy, a workhouse of toil beneath a calm she never wore in life. Room check, perimeter. Through walls to watch the sleeping kids free to a room and dreaming real parents. Opportunity. She traces the cracks they fell through to land here, runs a finger through hair and across parted lips. She leaves in silence and continues her rounds, as unseen as her charges and equally lost, equally orphaned.
1: That was Wesley Freeman Smith. You can listen to and download the Views EP by Catching Shadows now via the link on the blog at poetrynonstop.com. You can also find out other details from the show, including the pictures for Wes's writing exercise. I hope they give you inspiration and please share what you come up with, and I might share it here on the blog. Here's my attempt, which was also written about the soldier picture this is called smart combed hair straight tie polished buttons a face that knows his glorious future is certain looking towards the lens bending the light away from the darkness ahead now george the quiet boy down the road is looking your way and his younger brother Henry won't wait for his birthday to take the king's shilling. But you are already sinking in the battlefield. What's left of your body shrouded in a muddy suit that no amount of hot water and mangling can clean? George and Henry are boarding the train. Only their names will return. And that's all for this episode, but I'll leave you with something from my next guest. This is a recording of the event Wes mentioned earlier with Norwich band Wooden Arms performing in Cambridge with various poets. This is a poem from Faye Roberts called Turning Point. She will be on in a couple of weeks. Until then, thanks for listening and keep writing.
2: We make no sense, it seems. We are rushing to stand still. You see, we're not a circle after all, we're a spiral, beginning and end invisible. We are helical, a maze of breaths. The sigh that spoke your bones still calls, and you and I are diacritics in the mouth of the world. Look, its breath shapes dunes its tongue in cloud shadows that talk of storms the fingers running through the standing grasses the palm of the wave clasping the foam of stones the farewell of galloping manes, a river rush and while rain tumbles down hillsides its sisters make tributaries on my window and i miss home listen all the words we make to shape what we see are bricks not the ocular grain of timber, the purling verse of the woods in springtime, we are but a part of it, dizzied, turned in the dance, glimpsing our destination in the salmon leap of sun from water, the curve of fire shadows on your cheek, and the way that mountains pull against the sky and take us with them, and even all these, and even them, They are only trills and glosses on the age-old song the world is singing of itself, the same one that is new in every note.